Skype banging tunes. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello, and welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne. This is episode. 98. 98. My name is Dave Bamford. I'm your host for today, and I'm joined today by my good friend, Mr. Tony Makos. Say hello, Tony. Hello. How are you, Dave? I am lovely. Thank you, Tony. How are you? I am uh, okay. I am. It is late. It is uh, half past 11 uh, at night. A re- very late record for us. Uh, I'm getting ready to go away and uh, fanny about in Denmark for the weekend. So uh, um, we'll, we just thought we'd uh, chuck out a lovely, uh, lovely, a lovely 98th podcast for everyone yeah. just uh, before I go away. So, yeah. yeah, I think we'll kind of uh, barrel through everything today and uh, get across the points we want uh, fairly quickly without, without wasting your, your precious time, Tony, and uh, your precious time, listeners. Yeah. I'm an I'm an I'm an older man than the last time we spoke. <laughs> yes, happy uh, birthday! I'm sorry. Last <laughs> thank you. As uh, the great Roger Waters once wrote, uh, "Shorter of breath and one day closer to death." <laughs> but aside from that, I'm, a, I'm in a very happy mood, and uh, it was also uh, even though Peel, I understand, can't make it into the records tonight because it's well past his bedtime. Uh, it was also Peel's birthday at the end of last week as well. So happy birthday to him! Happy birthday, Peel. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, how was your birthday? My birthday was good. I had it off work um, because uh, no right-minding, right-thinking individual should work on their birthday. And my birthday was on Monday, so uh, we took the day off. Went to see Captain Marvel, which was great, much better than I expected it to be, uh, and went to the pub. And that was pretty much that because, you know, I didn't get up early. I was off work, so <laughs> so so fuck it. Um, yeah, it was grand. Um, what was more interesting was uh, on Sunday uh, we played. Uh, me and five of my friends played uh, a board game that took twelve hours to not That's even not even finish. Oh. Hey, Pio, how are you doing, sir? How's the voice? How's things, boys? How's things? I'm on the phone, as in like phones to my ear. This is very bloody weird. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I'm going old school or new school, depending on which way you look at it. Um, this is more you know, like depending on which century you were born in, really. I suppose <laughs> what it comes down to. It's you like know? a it's like a radio show with a phone in. Oh, we've got a phone yeah. guest. <laughs> oh, you can introduce me. Hello, Elf. Is this uh, on the I line. think it's on what the Craven is it doing to those Craven Craven. I mean, this is a story about foxes. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> Can I be that like radio caller who phones up and just shouts like a racist slur and then just gets disconnected before it's finished? We're going to have to let you go, Mr. Pooh. We've got someone else on the line. Craven. Fuck. Yeah. How are you boys, anyway? How's things? Good. Yeah, well, well, we are recording. Uh, oh. For your reference. <laughs> <laughs> are yeah. we? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're live on Banter Behind the Throne, Peel. Well, this is like a midweek kind of special. Well, what's going on? Oh, he's just finding his check on us. Uh, you know? do, you have a, do you have a song request you'd like us to play, Mr. Peel? Can I please f- listen to Freebird, um, please? Freebird by Leonard Skinner coming up right after this break. Play Freebird! <laughs> Just uh, pad out the uh, pad out the time of the podcast there. Yeah. Get more time for adverts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We can use this bit as an advert. Here's a message from our sponsors. <laughs> if we were going to be sponsored by anyone, it would definitely be a hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> Preparation H, making you more comfortable than you need to be. While you're sitting down comfortably listening to this podcast, do you feel uncomfortable? And <laughs> <laughs> not because of peel. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, if we're doing this, have you mentioned the whole thing that's happening yet? Or am I well, not yet, Peel. That's topic two. We're just we're just on topic one. Yeah, fair enough. Topic what was one. Topic one? <laughs> yeah, top, uh, topic one. You can uh, you can uh, chuck in your two cents with the rock because topic one was just basically uh, happy birthday to me and happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, happy birthday to me and happy birthday to you as well, Tony. Excellent. See that we're that's that, that's pretty much topic one. Another year older. Fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. How was your birthday, Peel? I spent the whole weekend playing Tom Clancy's Division 2. I have no regrets. Hey, nice. It sounds like we were all playing games all fucking weekend. Pretty much, yeah. For an extended, possibly some would say, too long period of time. Well, Dave, yes. Um, Yeah. I would have liked a before and after picture, if I'm honest, Dave. A before and after picture would have been fantastic. Before, everyone's optimistic, happy. Afterwards, there's two people with black eyes and, like... (laughs) Like the boards are just on the floor, like the things were flipped. <laughs> so on, uh, as uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cut this, I'll cut this short. But um, on on Sunday, me and five colleagues played uh, a game called Here I Stand: Wars of the Reformation, Reformation, fifteen seventeen to fifteen fifty five. It took twelve hours to complete. The end result was inconclusive, but it was a thoroughly entertaining uh, day of diplomacy and stupid hats, uh, where we all played various powers in sixteenth century Europe. Uh, it was it was fantastic. Dave, I understand that your uh, your weekend of gaming was a little bit more uh, diverse and eclectic. It was so horrendous, Tony. <laughs> it was so horrendous. For those of you who haven't seen it, at the weekend uh, I did a 24-hour board game marathon for charity. Um, my friend uh, Jack, who went to school with Peel and I, uh, is running the London Marathon, and this is part of his fundraising drive. Uh, and he decided that it would be a good idea to do it. just play board games for 24 hours. So we got up just before eight and we went to bed just after eight. <laughs> and, oh, it wasn't it wasn't the best 24 hours of my life. It's, I'll, it's I'll say that. I, eight a.m. start. Yeah. And uh, eight a.m. finish. Uh. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four. I, I can I can read you the games we played. Yeah, go on. I was going to ask how many you played, but yeah, rattle them yeah, off. I was going to ask, what, this, what charity was this for? It was for dementia. Fair enough. As in anti-dementia, like dementia <laughs> oh, research, not, not, uh, not, not pro-dementia. Not promoting it, Dave. It was a pretty apt, uh, apt you know, thing to, to raise money for because I was losing my mind by the end of it. <laughs> Uh, didn't get a word of that, Peel. No, speaking of dementia. Get away with a lot more. I, I love that that's what we heard at the end of that, Peel. We did, all we heard in that entire thing was we could get away with a lot more. 
Sounds like people's talking about a robot. <laughs> he's sinking. He sounds like he's in quicksand. Robotic quicksand. <laughs> Sorry, it's just what a noise. Are you okay? Are you no, okay? No, I'm not. I can't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? Just for like the last two minutes, you just sounded oh, like no, a robot. No, 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 I'm, I'm just in the pub, mate, on the phone. Maybe it's just not working very well. So, hey, well, you're fine now. Yeah. Fine. It, was great. it might be it was... the instant. Oh, there he goes again. All right. Well, <laughs> I played 20 games. <laughs> you played how many? 20. 20. That seems pretty good. 20. Which doesn't actually sound that many on 24 hours, but some of them take a while. It was lovely speaking with you, but on account of the fact that, like, Fuck it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for laughing so hard. That was just that was very funny. I do hope that when we do this, uh, a... spoiler. <laughs> hey, I can... I'm on. <laughs> All right. See you later. Oh, the wall. Bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, that was clear. <laughs> Oh, that was that was outstanding. Thanks for your input, Peel. That was uh, that was amazing. I hope when we do this live, we can uh, make his voice sound exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, I want it to be utterly unintelligible to 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 the audience, and he will just yeah. you know, have a mic. We'll break his mic so that it's crackly and kind of, <laughs> uh, and he can just continue. Thrones at at crossing at cro- what? Hello? And he'll be he'll just be sitting right there. You'll have to just do it without a mic. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, 20 games. 20 games. Seven Wonders, Age of War, Clank, Concordia, Forbidden Desert, Hardback, Quacks of something. Quacks of Quedlinburg. Yes. Two yeah. Rooms in a Boom, Symphony No. 9, Sagrada, Sheriff of Nottingham, Carcassonne, Mysterium, uh, Machikoro, Monica's Jamaica, New York Slice, Now Boarding, Flip City, and Impact. Mm-hmm. According to my list, I made the list in the morning. So there is a chance I missed something. <laughs> Might have missed one or two. Uh, yeah, it was great fun until about 7pm when I realised I hadn't eaten and everyone started <laughs> to lag. And then we had some pizza. That was fine. And then it was fine until 5am when I wanted to die. Yeah, 5am. Yeah. And it, the, the five to eight shift would be tough. Yeah, and it's just like, well, what do I do now? I can have a monster, <laughs> right? And it will go one of two ways because either I need the monster... And if I don't have it, I'm going to fall asleep. Or I don't need the monster. And and then I'm going to be up until 10am. And nobody wants that. Uh, but it's alright. I went to the fridge to look at the monster and see if it called to me. And I found a LucasAid Sport instead, which is kind of like a middle ground. Oh, okay. uh, so I yeah. drank that and I was fine. Well, fine is a very broad word. But uh, you know, I survived. That was good. I mean, I, I, saw, I, I saw the the Twitch stream that uh, you guys were running and saw you on that. Uh, and for some reason, I think I was up quite early on the Saturday. So I, I, I know you started at 8 a.m. And I think I might have like checked in at about kind of quarter to nine or half eight or quarter to nine because I know you were playing now boarding as, as like your first game. Mm-hmm. And I kind of saw you there and thought, oh, you'll just be on Monster all day. Well, I know, I know Dave. He's on of, of, a, of a normal day. He's on <laughs> a few monsters. So if he's got to be up gaming for twenty four hours, I mean, he's going to have like a fucking a crate of the stuff sitting there. But that's quite admirable to know that you weren't kind of tearing into it every hour. I had two. 
That's a pretty good goal. Yeah, I had one when I woke up, and I had one at about... It was just before dinner as well, I think. I think it was about 8pm. I had one. Hmm. Uh, I've had three monsters in my life exactly once, and I felt like <laughs> shit. Yeah. It was awful. Awful. I try not to have two too, ma- too many times. It is... Well, the last week or so has been pretty bad, but I think it's still the knock-on effects of the weekend. Uh, but generally, it's rare that I have two. Three is just a, a mistake. Once I saw Waffle have six, and we <clears> had to, we well, had to calm him down by giving him shots of vodka to like even out his his body. When uh, when when I play gigs every couple of weekends, um, I've been playing gigs for fifteen twenty years, and. Um, I stopped drinking at gigs quite a long time ago, about ten years ago, because it didn't. It just didn't really help. Uh, I, there's exceptions to that, you know. You, you play big parties and stuff like that. You may as well kind of, you know, have a have a bit of a booze at the same time. But in general, if you're playing gigs for like two, two and a half hours, you probably don't want to be heavily drinking at the same time. So about ten years ago, uh, ten years ago, I kind of I switched to kind of like having having like a Red Bull before a gig, just to kind of perk you up a little bit. And then I'd have another Red Bull kind of between the first and the second set. We would normally put two sets on, on a night. And uh, that's plenty. By the time I get home, I decompress for an hour and then I fall asleep. Um, but I've learned that over the space of 10 years because when I first started doing this, uh, I was unaware of the impact of a tiny can of Red Bull. And uh, in a similar kind of fashion, one night I had six over the period of uh, a two-hour gig. And uh, yeah, I was spinning in my bed that night, and not and not in a good way. <laughs> you know, it was it was it was horrendous. There's a there's a there's a level cap for me that on the on on a rare occasion I might have a third one if, if I'm staying out after a gig. But Jesus, no, I mean, never do more than three six is insanity. And bearing in mind, I know how much bigger those monster cans are. Yeah, double the size. Than, <laughs> yeah, double the size. Then. Uh, Jesus, man, yeah, two, two, two is enough. Even three is kind of, uh, yeah, there's warning signs yeah. there. Yeah, Jesus. Um, but the key thing is, we all survived. Uh, we didn't play any uh, uh, Eldritch Horror on the Sunday like we were thinking about. Oh, you were planning that, were you? Jesus. Joe was like, should we play some Eldritch Horror? I was like, no, I'm going <laughs> to go home. <laughs> uh, wise choice. Yeah. yeah. In retrospect. Um, Eldritch Horror would have been a fantastic game to play because mm. uh, it goes on forever and it doesn't take that much thinking. Yeah, that's like, true. I, yeah. We could have started that at like, you know, two o'clock in the morning and it would have taken us through to five or six if we played a mm. particularly long scenario. Um, and Jack mm. and I could have quite happily just played that together in the other room. <laughs> in fairness, mm. we could have probably played it for 24 hours straight. <laughs> and just yeah. let everyone else get on with whatever they wanted to do. It's tricky, isn't it? Because I was thinking about this at the weekend because I knew that you that, that you were doing it, and I was kind of thinking I could do a board game marathon. Fucking hell, that's not you know I wouldn't, wouldn't see a problem with that at all. Jesus, you played twenty games in twenty four hours on the Saturday. We played one game in twelve hours on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was thinking, yeah, you'd really have to. It, it, it would be beneficial to kind of swap between. I mean, you obviously swap between kind of light party games and then games you have to sit down and kind of learn a rule set and you know spend an hour uh, an hour playing them. But it would you probably benefit from having a couple of games that took two and a half three hours to 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 play because you don't really think about how long a game is taking when you're kind of 
right in the middle of if you're playing like a crunchy kind of euro game where you've you know you've got you're working out a strategy or whatever um you don't always necessarily think about the you know you're not watching the clock while you're playing those games you finish the game and go oh jesus we started that three hours ago christ that didn't seem like three hours and and if you're doing a marathon of sort of 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 some kind then that's great that you know the time just kind of flies by um and i think yeah i think i would I, i would probably chuck in as you say something like something that Something that ate up three hours of your time with no problem whatsoever. So something like Eldritch would be quite easy. Something a bit, you know, a, a, a slightly chunkier Euro, which admittedly probably hurts your head a little bit more and uses your uh, uses your brain space. You probably don't try and play them at two, three o'clock in the morning unless you're properly prepped for it. But but you then and then you you bounce out with right. Everyone get up. We're going to stand up and play a party game type thing. Um, but uh, but it's limited to what you've got. It's limited to the kind of whether people, especially in a twenty-four hour marathon, whether people are willing to kind of sit down and you know hear and, and listen to it and learn a heavier rule set as well. So it sounds like the, it sounds like most of the games you played had a relatively kind of wouldn't have had like a long teach to kind of to to get into them. No, nothing was too bad, and the longer ones I've played before. Yeah, so that's not that's not too bad. Because you don't want, if you're playing games 24 hours, you don't want kind of uh, every couple of hours, half an hour of your time being taken up with rules. So that after 24 hours, you look back and you go, well, we didn't play games for 24 hours, did we? We played games for 20 hours and we listened to people telling us the rules for four of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a different different matter entirely. But no, well done. Congratulations. Uh, How much did you raise? Uh, At the moment, the current tally is about 800 quid. Jesus, that's good. It isn't bad, is it? Oh, bad for playing uh, games a day. Yeah, and then he's had some donations for other things mm. and in general as well. So he's he's well on target, which is good. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, thank you to all of you who donated. We really, really appreciate it. If you mm. want to donate, uh, then there's links on the Banter Facebook page. Mm. So uh, And I'll put a link in the comments just in case. Uh, mm. I'm sure Jack will appreciate it. And if you're a UK taxpayer, don't forget to gift aid it. Gift aid. Hey. <laughs> um yeah, so that was the weekend gone. Excellent. What we're now going to talk about is what Peel tried to talk about, mm. uh, which is nationals. So mm-hmm. we talked about nationals very briefly in our last episode about the good news you had, uh, mm-hmm. but you've had some further good news. So would you like to talk to us about that, Tony? <coughs> good news is subjective, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. It's good. It's good, good news. For us. It's good news for us um, because some uh, foolhardy. Uh, foolhardy people that lovely people that work for the uk games expo have given us an opportunity to do what we do or do what we're currently doing in front of an audience and so as we approach and we've kind of said this on our facebook page and a lot of people that hear this that have heard this you know will kind of know this but our official announcement is that as we approach our 100th episode uh we are going to engineer that our 100th episode will be being done live in front of uh i keep wanting to call it a studio audience (laughs) (laughs) recorded live yeah recorded live in front of a studio audience with candle after and everything we'll be live at the uk games expo on friday the 31st of may at 8 p.m in the toot suite which is the main kind of podcasting suite at the expo between uh just outside hall one um look for the massive queue of people wanting to come in uh and yeah me yourself and peel will be uh um, doing what we do for an hour in front of hopefully a load of uh, 
um, willing participant audience members. So yeah, it's it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. The the idea of kind of celebrating celebrating this uh, celebrating 100 episodes and kind of I mean I've been wanting to do a live one of these for a long time, but the logistics of it are tricky and have been tricky to kind of go. Oh, let's hire a venue. Let's get a PA in and and uh, let's record with lots of people kind of about. But um, when the opportunity came about to use the facilities at the NEC, I kind of jumped on it. And uh, the lovely people there were kind of like, yeah, we've got some space. Come and do your thing here. So Yeah, it was go- really fantastic news because we wanted to do it last year, didn't we? We thought about we it did. Um, yeah. after Nationals last year, but it was very much a, well, if the opportunity presents itself and the pub isn't too busy, let's just do half an hour. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't work out. It didn't work out because we were drinking. So. Yeah. Just, just simply didn't happen. Oh, and can we drink in the venue. Mm. So that's a that that's an interesting one. I was asked to put together a little bit of blurb for the website. So if you go to the UK Games Expo, uh, I think it's ukg.co.uk. Google it, you'll find it. And if you go to the seminars page, because we are officially a seminar, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the podcasts, all the podcasts and kind of talks have been lumped into kind of seminars. So we are uh, seminars with a lust- in such illustrious company as the Dice Tower and Shut Up and Sit Down and No Pun Included and all these kind of really big famous uh, board game podcasts. Uh, we are one of them. I got asked to put together a blurb for the site. Oh, um, you did fantastic work on it. Well, it was edited slightly because one of the things I put in as you would expect, and kind of on kind of on your prompting a little bit as well, was one of the, I put a sentence in that said, uh, "Come and have a cheeky Bailey's with us, uh, you know, and help us pack some bags, etc." And I got it returned to me saying, "I've taken the bit about having a Bailey's out of the of the text," oh. um, and I thought, mm, "Okay, oh God, okay, they're going to clamp down on, on on drinking and stuff." And apparently, it's not that; it's just that we can't promise drink. <laughs> ah right okay we can't basically say come and have a baileys because it sounds like we're giving out alcohol so what i was told was um you can't invite people to your seminar uh on the basis that they're getting drink but if you want to bring some baileys in by all means do so just don't advertise it so okay. we are likely to possibly have some baileys there if you want to bring some baileys more than welcome um, <laughs> If you want to drink in the venue, I mean, I wouldn't bring a, you know, a crate of lager in or anything like that. It's only an hour. But uh, it is at eight o'clock at night. So the chances are people might have had a drink or two beforehand. Certainly we'll be drinking after it. Um, It is a kind of like formal kind of seminar suite. So, you know, we're not trashing the place and we'll have to tidy up and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but um, it, 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 it promises to be very interesting. And the feedback so far from people have been, has been delightful. People are quite kind of excited at the fact that we're going to do it at all. I've even had some people saying, oh, I wasn't going to come to the expo, but I will come now, which is great because it's more people for nationals as well. Absolutely, yeah. Well, even Sandy said, she's like, do I have to go to UK nationals again? <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, yeah, Sandy, you do. You do. <laughs> it's also quite handy. It's the, it's, it's the kind of eve of the actual nationals event as well. So the obviously the tournament kicks off on the Saturday morning, and so it's quite a nice time in the Friday night, to, you know, on the eve of 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 the tournament to, uh, um, yeah, to talk rubbish about it. Basically, yeah, it's kind of good because we can be like, right, do what you like. Eight yeah. p.m. on Friday, that's when the throne starts. You can do whatever exactly. you like Thursday, Friday, but yep. eight p.m. on the Friday, you start with Banter Behind the Throne, and then we're going to drink through <laughs> drink until yep. we stop, 
play Rose of Thrones and crack on, and it's going to be yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very yeah, it's very much the beginning for the expo. It, yeah, the beginning of our weekend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's um it's like the beginning of the weekend. The fright the the, the we, if we did the time being, you know, it's kind of eight till nine or whatever on the on the Friday night. Hopefully that's time enough for people that are that maybe weren't planning to go to the expo until Friday night because we're working on the Friday or whatever. If they're driving up from London or or, or whatever, or driving down to Birmingham or whatever, then they'll have eight o'clock. Seems like a good enough time to kind of get there. Obviously, the seminars at the expo all day Friday because the expo is kind of a little bit of Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But um, it seems like a perfect kind of time for it. And uh, and and yeah. Um, I, I think it should be cracking. So, so if you if you're going to be there, please come along. Um, the room is bigger than it will ever have any need to be. If you go onto the expo website, you'll notice that it says it holds 350 people. Um, it it doesn't hold. Uh, 350 is a push. I've been in that room a few times, um, but it would be nice to fill it out with as many people that anyway. Basically, if you're putting thrones on Saturday and Sunday, you be there on the Friday. I'm going to be evangelical about making sure that we get 50 players for nationals. I want 50 people for the podcast as well, at least, right? You fucking be there or we'll revoke your listening privileges. <laughs> I, I reckon I've, you know, because we might even be able to get some non-thrones players along to listen to the podcast ridiculously because people will just bring things like friends have seen it and gone, oh, you, I don't play thrones, but for some reason I follow the page. Oh, you, I might come along. <laughs> Well, I'd like to the think... weekend said, oh, I might just pop along and watch you if I'm not in the middle of a ridiculous Euro. Why not? It's, exactly. I mean, it's we don't, a we game of... Thrones. Yeah, it's a Game of Thrones related podcast, right? I mean, okay, it's a Game of Thrones card game related podcast. I understand that Game of Thrones is a popular franchise, mm. right? <laughs> so I would like to think that if there were people that were looking up uh, things to do uh, on the website, and we'll be in the we'll be in the program as well oh, uh, cool. as so I imagine someone might go, oh, there's a podcast about Game of Thrones, and they'll come along, and uh, let's hope they're not sorely disappointed. <laughs> but, but you know, let's get bums on seats, and uh, it should be a it should be a fantastic. I mean, Peel's going to be there for God's sake, Peel live and in person. Yeah, I said that to the Cross Keys guys earlier because we had our, we had our AGM today, uh, which was a great success, and um, I said this will be the f- this could be the first time many of you will actually meet Peel. Yeah, exactly. Because he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been around very much, yeah. and he hasn't been down to London since what the first, second edition Blackwater mm-hmm. for Thrones. Jesus, yeah. So yeah, like if they haven't met him at Aldershot or something. Yeah, come along, meet Peel. It's a truly a, an erotic experience. I mean, I haven't seen him since the weekend of last year, I think, because uh, yeah. there's a photo of us at uh, at Beanie Games in Stockton. Um, yes. And because I, I think he was there for that, I can't remember if he was there at Manchester. I think he must be. Probably was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So that was what this time last year, or kind of you know best part of a year ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there'll be there'll be the three of us. There'll be uh, there'll be special guests. There'll be there might be games. There'll be fantastic chat. There might be Bailey's. All of these things have a little asterisk beside them, saying to be confirmed. Right. Yeah. But uh, it will be an entertaining hour, regardless. Um, so I'm going to have to thank Millie Lavelle, who's the seminars organizer at UK Games Expo, for helping us kind of organize that. And you'll meet Millie there because she'll be doing all the recording. And if you can't make it, we will obviously release the episode as a podcast as well because we'll have it recorded. Um, but it won't be nearly as much fun uh, as actually being there. 
So, yeah, yeah it's going to be great. 31st of May, uh, in Birmingham NEC, 8pm. Yeah, and it'll be late as well. Like it, well, it will go out on what the Monday night, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It'll be out of date by the time it by the time it hits. But if you listen to it live, all it takes is ticket to Birmingham. That's it. That's it. It'll be pre pre nationals, and it'll be released post nationals. So uh, we can make our predictions for what's going to happen at nationals on the Friday night, and see how terribly, terribly badly we can have afterwards so uh so yeah should be uh, sh- it should be good so yeah go to the games go to the games expo page you don't um you don't have to buy tickets for it you don't have to reserve tickets for it there's just gonna there'll just be a queue um you just have to queue up outside um what what's going to make us look even uh, uh, even even more what's going to be more amusing is the fact that um in the room before us is the dice tower and yeah, there's going to be a couple hundred people filtering out of that particular podcast, uh, and um, I don't know how many of them will uh, will then queue up to see us. But you know, maybe some of them will. Who knows? But uh, yeah, our little podcast gets a shot at the big time. So, yeah. oh, they're doing the top ten. Yeah, exciting. That's yeah. So we're. I think there's only there's only like seven or eight seminars a day, but there, I mean there's lots of events and and there's loads of other really good shit going on at the, at the expo. But crucially, and I've checked, there's nothing else near really really going on at eight pm uh, on the Friday night. So uh, um, that's another excuse. Unless you're gaming elsewhere, which of course it's the expo, you're likely to be gaming elsewhere, or you're prepping for uh, for you know playing nationals the next day. Take an hour off. And come and listen to some absolute top grade bullshit. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Okay. Uh, with that then, shall we move on to topic number three of our four topic episode? Mm. Yeah, well, halfway through. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Mm. Nice and efficient. Mm. Um, if you like the sound of my voice, which I presume you do, if you're listening to this podcast, I can't see any other reason why you would listen to it, uh, then you have the opportunity to hear me live in action in Birmingham. But if you can't make that, or if you like it so much you want to hear it more, you have the option to come to Blackwater Bay, mm. the Road to Starlight event in London in July, where I am the TO. And so you get to hear me not just chat, but shout all day. And let me tell you something. There's a reason that Craven bought me John Burko Power Counter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sight to behold so, uh, it's a lot of Dave standing on tables yeah <laughs> uh, it's, I truly am I'm in my element when I'm running a, a large tournament now, and you'll gradually see me across the day as I recover from my hangover and get more and more excited about the fact that there's turns going on <laughs> so at the beginning of round one I'm kind of talking fairly uh, normal volume and Vince is picking up some of the slack and by the end of it oh, yeah, I'll be on the table and throwing prizes at people and <laughs> And full full grade abuse, but yes, the and now I'm going to have to check the date because I don't know which weekend it is. Uh, the the 13th and 14th of July is the Battle of Blackwater Bay this year. London's Road to Starlick event. Come along if you win it, you get first round buy and free accommodation and entry to the Starlick tournament in November in Germany. If you don't win it, you will get lots of lovely swag anyway. It will be good fun. If you're coming from far away, or you're just a little poor, let us know. Maybe there'll be somewhere you can stay. 13th and 14th of July. That sounds like a date that I can do. Yay! It's uh, properly, properly in my wheelhouse. Uh, yes. 
that's looking good. I've got a gig the week before, and of course, the end of July famously is my wife's birthday, which is the reason that we keep missing back with Blackwater Bay. But uh, middle of July, definitely, that is good timing. Didn't even consult me for dates, but you didn't have to because those are perfect. Wonderful. I can't do the same weekend as last time, which is good because uh, I couldn't do it anyway. Mm. But uh, I was just like, should I do the first weekend or the second weekend? And I chose the second weekend, and it's worked perfectly. Excellent. Good work, team. Where, where will that be held, Dave? It will be at Magic Madhouse again. Ah, okay. Uh, Magic Madhouse is a store in the, broadly speaking, in Stratford. Mm-hmm. Um, the nearest tube stop is Pudding Mill Lane. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to get there if you are coming from elsewhere in London or getting a train into London is to make your way to Stratford, get the train one stop to Pudding Mill Lane and walking from there. It is within spitting distance of the Olympic Stadium, the West Ham ground. Uh, You can see it from the window. Uh, So if you know where that is, you know where Magic Madhouse is. Uh, It's a great venue. It's got a bar, which I think is very important for uh, Road to Starlock events. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also has a pool table. Oh, wow. Uh, and an extensive board game library. So uh, last year on the Saturday, we just stayed there and drank all night mm-hmm. um, because they have loads of board games. They're very knowledgeable staff who are happy to teach you board games. Mm. Um, and they would let us drink, which is nice. And now they have a pool table, which makes it even better. So what time does a place shut then? Is it supposed to uh, Oh, last year it was like 2 a.m. Wow. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it I think so, yeah. It's open pretty late on a Saturday. It's got, like, a proper license. Excellent. It is good. Um, so, yeah, come along. It's really good. Friday night, we'll go out for pizza. Saturday, we'll play Thrones and then drink. I mean, the pizza? No, Indian. We'll go out for a curry on Friday, obviously. That's what we always As do. As is tradition. Yeah. Yeah. So Sorry. Friday. Saturday, we'll play Thrones yeah. and do some more drinking. And Sunday, draft, melee. There were some rumblings about a push-up championship. Uh, but I'm just going to let the keys do what they do in the background um, <laughs> oh, weirdos oh dear um, yeah come to Blackwater it's, uh, it's a fantastic weekend and uh, yeah great look forward to making it that'll be grand so within, um, this, within the space of uh, six weeks I get to TO an event and you get to TO an event I mean realistically we've yeah. monopolised this whole, this whole process haven't we Absolutely. It's only a matter of time until we get given Euros and then the world. Yeah, and Peel gets to TO a a store championship or something. He has to to come up through the ranks, right? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Uh, um, Okay. So, yeah, the last last thing on our our agenda. Would you like to take us through that then? Right. So the last thing on our agenda... uh, I am led to believe that we, after a three, possibly even four, possibly even approaching a five-month uh, a dearth of new cards being entered into the game, as there was a previously announced uh, little kind of a uh, little gap in printing new cards, we have a new pack due out next week uh, at the gates, which is the b- beginning of I think what they're calling it, the King's Landing cycle. Is that right? Yeah. The King's Landing cycle. Oh, I've got the page here. Look at that. Uh, yep, the King's Landing cycle comes out next week. Um, there's a whole load of cards we spoil for it already. We're about to spoil another one. Um, so, what we have, if I can find the bugger, ta-da, is... Ta-da. So, the, so it looks like in this pack, we're, going to ha- we're having a number of... Uh, 
as the name of the cycle would uh, uh, would um, would suggest, a number of King's Landing based locations. Uh, and there's a number. Of, there's there's seems to be one per faction. We've got like a Lion Gate for the Lannisters and an Iron Gate uh, and a Gate of the Gods for the Tyrells, etc. An Old Gate for the Starks, etc. Um, we've got a non-gate location uh, to spoil for you. Um, Shall I just crack on with it? Yeah, go for it. Right. What we have here is a neutral location called the White Sword Tower. The name might uh, suggest thematically what it's uh, uh, what it's about, but it's a neutral, unique, two-cost location, King's Landing traded, that has passive text, no uh, no actions on this one. Simply, King's Landing. Each Kingsguard character you control gets plus one strength. And another block of text that says, each player that does not control the Kingsguard character cannot play more than one event each phase. Boom. Well, small boom. Anyway. Initial thoughts? That, the second part of that, is pretty strong. Yeah, I've been thinking. How's, I mean, it's it's all right. I think it looks stronger than it is. In that, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's fine. It's a two cost location though, so I've already got issues with it. Um, mm, that's true. I've already got issues with uh, neutral two cost locations. Uh, bear in mind that the pack seems to be full of uh, locations, all be them kind of one cost limited locations. Um, they're obviously. Going to the, they're they're going to make the King's Guard a thing, um, not before time. I know there's a Knight of Flowers in the pack, a new a new King's Guard who has the old uh, wrong Aris Oak Heart text of uh, after a card you control comes out of shadows, choose and stand the King's Guard. So there's going to oh, be yeah. Some, yeah, there's going to be some King's Guard <laughs> um, shit going on. Um, giving them plus one strength <laughs> certainly in Tyrell is uh, you know mediocre at best it's certainly as a passive and this is a unique so it's not going to do more than give give a plus one but not being able to play more than one event a phase um i keep thinking the fact that that, that we just had um what's his name the Greyjoy guy uh the way you can't play any events sort of in your discard pile bail or black tide bail or black tide just got spoiled as well so between that being spoiled and I don't know if that's in this pack. I'm not entirely sure. I know that it was spoiled elsewhere, but I can't remember. I've got the impression it would be. Yeah. So you've got that in this pack, and then you've got this, saying that you can't play more than one event a phase either. So if you're playing Greyjoy, Kingsguard, because of course that's a thing, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you've got Bill of Black tied out, and you've got this as well, that pretty much shuts down a lot of event shenanigans on the other side. Yeah. Okay. I mean, playing events outside of the challenges phase... The chances are you're probably not playing more than one a phase anyway, unless you've got combo shit going on, in which case this absolutely destroys any chance of that. Uh, but I guess aggro decks, especially Sea of Blood decks, will probably get to a point where they're playing a couple of events in the challenges phase. And now the end. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting that you don't have to control a Kingsguard to get a benefit out of this, although it could be a drawback. Mm-hmm. Um, if you... If you have a particularly bad matchup against certain events, you could play this mm-hmm. to limit your opponent. If burn becomes a very big thing in the meta, mm. 
can limit the amount of burn. This would have been an interesting card in first edition for that reason. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't, um, yeah, there wasn't one of these in first Obviously, there was a Baylor Black Tide in first edition that did exactly the same thing. Um, but there wasn't anything like this that I, rem- that I remember. I mean, I quite like the idea of kind of, you know, baiting a hand's judgment out of someone's hand and then getting free reign to kind of, you know, to, to play whatever you want to play next because uh, um, because they can't play another event. Um, and I certainly, the store champ that I was at a couple of weeks ago, um, I played against a Tyrell Sea of Blood deck, which uh, made significant use of the Annals of Castle Black. <laughs> it was very, yeah, it was very tasty indeed. Um, I kind of didn't really see it coming, and all of his uh, fancy events were fancy kill events were already in the discard pile, and he already had the discount to kind of play them all for free, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't quite see that coming, but this will uh, this will shut down an Annals of Castle Black turn pretty much. It's you know it, it's fine, but it's a two cost location, and mm-hmm, mm, depends what the king's guards are like, I guess as well. Yeah, it depends how much, how many more king's guard we get this cycle, mm. and if they are actually playable. Because most of the king's guard so far are not playable, are they? Like Bayon Swan's all right, I think. Uh, Robert Strong's good. The Gregor's Clegane's not a king's guard, is he? No. No one really plays the other Jamie, the other Kings. Oh, no, Bail on Swan is not good, I remember. Bail on Swan, <laughs> kind of when when a non Lanny comes into play or something, he gets two gold or some shit. He's six. Non Lannister Knights. Yeah, that's it. He costs six. Although, in fairness, got Renan. you know, in a Lanny Shadows deck, mm. if you've got no, 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 Lanny Shadows, so you're not running any non Lannister cards. Exactly, yeah. What, you're going to put a Hedge Knight in from Shadows or something? I guess you could do that. But yeah, uh, but in in Tyrell Banner, in Tyrell Banner uh, Lion, you can bring the Knight of Flowers out of Shadows, gain two gold, mm. stand someone. Mm. Uh, still, yeah. But this this makes them slightly more playable. Mm. Would you House the Red Door? This probably not because then you're not going to get many Kingsguard. God no, no, I can't, um, can't imagine. You're that. not going to run it in triplicate. No, no, you wouldn't. I mean, you'd put so, you know. One in a Kingsguard deck is a Kingsguard deck gonna be good? This seems like one of those cards that in pack one of the cycle could be a sleeper. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of a waste of a slot. It really probably should be in pack five or six if they have got a lot of Kingsguard characters. I'm just I'm kind of looking at it going. I'd rather put an Iron Throne in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I'd put a, a, a two cost neutral location. Uh, I yeah, the, the the Iron Throne is the default fucking better better choice um, and because yeah the, char- the current character base as of pack one that it is doesn't really it doesn't support fucking many copies of this thing I don't th- I don't think the artwork's quite amusing though yeah that was the first thing that jumped out of me yeah um, <laughs> it, it's the red keep it's the, the white sword tower mm. um, the tower itself is quite gothic it's kind of like a yeah, quite gothic architecture in contrast to the more traditional castle-esque yeah. architecture of the other towers around it. Yeah. It's got some cool, um, almost like lances at the top, like multiple spires, of yeah. which there are seven. Yeah, there yeah. are, of course. Which seven is five. cool. Yeah. Um, and then it's got some flags at the bottom. Uh, but the thing is, obviously the Red Keep is red, 
<laughs> and the sky is kind of a weird greeny blue. The sky is slightly Lovecraftian, I would argue. Yeah, <laughs> and those flags look really Lovecraftian. They are they're tentacles, man. They, they, yeah. <laughs> the first thing that jumped out at me was it's like this is an Arkham Horror spoiler. Totally, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it looks like some tower and relay or something. It's it's the, yeah, it's the tentacled tower. It's got seven white flags on it, but that but that are drawn to be kind of uh, you know moving in the wind or whatever. But unfortunately, they look like uh, yeah, they look like tentacles. It looks much more kind of threatening and sanity kind of affecting than uh, than I would expect anything out of Thrones. Um, yeah. yeah, it's got it's gothic and Lovecraftian, but and that, and the green sky doesn't you know well kind of plays into that a little bit as well. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's really bizarre, and um, I don't know if I love it or hate it. Mm. So this is card 18 out of 20. I'm presuming 20 is at the gates, because that's usually 20, or maybe number one's at the gates, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, they're normally at the end of the pack. Yeah, they are. So um, I'm presuming there's a, there's a, you know, there's... I mean, most of the... Kind of most of the pack's been spoiled, I think, one way or another. Uh, uh, yeah. I think, like, you know... 14, 15 cards out of the 20 are kind of uh, known to us by now. Uh, Hold on a moment, I'll be able to tell you how many cards are not uh, not spoiled because Calvin keeps a handy... <laughs> and that's the thing that, I have in, that I'm thinking of, that I saw a list that somebody had made, and it must have been Calvin, uh, of what's in, always Calvin. what's in the new pack. I'm presuming maybe even like number 19 is that new little finger. Uh uh, maybe, maybe the one before it, but a bunch, yeah, a bunch, bunch of neutral cards as you'd expect because it's King's Landing based and all that. So there's the, the Shadow's little finger uh, at the gates, which is going to be a pretty impa- impactful little plot, I imagine. Yeah. So we're still missing the Night's Watch character. Ooh, okay. The Baratheon character, a Lannister character. Mm. Uh, according to this, we're missing the White Sword Tower, and then 19 is another neutral card that is not Littlefinger. Makes sense. So you've got yeah. eight factions, you've got a location and a character for them each, right? Yeah. I imagine, because there's a gate for each of them. Yeah, each of them is the gate, except for Night's Watch, which is the Sleep Bottom Alley. Sleep Bottom Alley, yeah. Uh, so that's 16 cards, and then you've got Littlefinger for 17, the White Sword Tower for 18, at the gates for 19, and then, yeah, one more that we don't know about, I guess. Um, so, so, yeah, it'll be... Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. I'm not. This is definitely not the best card in the pack by any means, but uh, but the the real. If I mean, if the great, I guess if the great character is below Black Tide, which it sounds like it is, then this is a real fuck you to people playing events. It really is. <laughs> it's really fucking harsh. I mean, there's a, is there a? Uh, I'm trying to even think. There isn't even just a kind of default character that would normally go and say a Lanny deck that just happens to be a King's Guard anyway. Is there? Because even like just Robert Strong, right? Robert, yeah, okay. So that and that's particularly Shadows deck. Because even like the other King's Guards, like Osmond Kettleblacks, a, a King's Guard, right? Um, yeah, but nobody runs him outside of a Bouncy Knights deck, and that's a pretty specific deck to be putting together. Um, the the others, the other Jamie, which I imagine might will start to become a little bit more value. Um, Maybe but, <laughs> because well, like yeah, well, it, it gives. Um, King's Guard characters intrigue gives, and knights renown. Yeah, so he gives another King's Guard uh, intrigue. Meh. The other Jamie's still better, right? <laughs> Normally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so mm. I've I've searched for King's Guard. Yeah. And you've got uh, 
You've got Arasoke Hart, who is shitter than he should be. You've got Balon Swan, who's shit. You've got Barristan, who's the shit version. Oh, yeah. It, it, so, that, so the Barrow one isn't Kingsguard, is he? The, ba- the, the Barrow one is the Kingsguard, yeah. I mean, in fairness, he is good, but he's expensive and he is the worst version of Barristan. He was a good card when he came out. Yeah, he was amazing in um, my Exodia deck. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. He, he, he was great when he came out, when, when Barra was all about putting massive dudes on down the board and Valor didn't exist, and uh, even though he's actually quite good against Valor. Uh, <laughs> I think Harris about it. didn't exist. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he just doesn't stay on the board now. Uh, the shit version of Jamie Lannister. Uh, Osman Kettleback, who is mm. good, but only in the right deck. Mm. Robert Strong, who is mm-hmm. actually decent. Um, he's great, hand. yeah. And the new Knight of Flowers. Mm. So the shit yeah. hound. Oh right, yeah, that hound, yeah, yeah, of course, the one that bounces uh, uh, knights without attachment. Yeah, so he's good in an Osman Kettle Black deck, but again, that's an Osman Kettle Black deck, and who makes an Osman Kettle Black deck? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I made an Osman Kettle Black deck, but I don't think I ever played it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's just hope that. I mean, maybe they'll just get. Maybe their whole thing is, you know, they're they're getting because this is the king's landing cycle. There is that they're giving them support for, so they're giving them location support with this. Um, maybe they'll give them event support. Maybe they'll give them. Um, I guess there's that. Uh, uh, oh God, what's it called? Um, doesn't the Kingslayer attachment only attach to King's guards? Uh, yeah, it does. I think. Yeah, I mean it's not great. It's 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 an interesting card, but it's not a great card. But there's maybe because they know the character base is a bit shit. Unless they're releasing a new, even better Jamie Lannister, which they'd be perfectly within their rights to do. He's a popular character from the book, so he deserves multiple versions. But it feels to me like we've got our Kingsguard Jamie Lannister, and he's not great. So unless they you know start pumping out kind of more copies of the existing Kingsguard, because the Kingsguard are a limited set of characters, right? We haven't had like a Mandon Moore yet. No, have we? we haven't had Mandon, Merrin, Preston. Preston. Very true. Yeah. Um, it depends how broad they want to go as well, because um, mm. you can have neutral or Targaryen Barristan. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. You can have uh, other Rainbow Guard and Queen's Guard characters and give them the King's Guard trait. So there's the entirety oh, yeah. of Renly's Rainbow Guard. Yeah. Um and then there's yeah. Jorah who could yeah, have Jorah, of course, Queen's Guard trait. Because that was a kind of a weird thing yeah. in the first edition that, that was the older King's Guard characters were King's Guards. And then some yeah. of the newer ones had the Queen's Guard trait, and then the Barristan referred to King's Guard or Queen's Guard, and so did Preston. Which made them a bit I remember weird. Yeah, I remember some very early you know, like cards from like the Clash of Kings mm. cycle that that had Queen's Guard kind of there was like a uh, and there was an attachment or something an attachment or an event that dealt with Queen's Guard characters only of which there were only fucking two <laughs> anyway it was the Arston Whitebeard but yeah oh god yeah that's right what we need I mean what what we desperately then need is a reprint of First Ed Preston yeah it would be amazing at the moment right that would be outstanding I mean the fact that uh the fact that Lanny's got a few things that, that are crucial to a Lanny Shadows deck is putting things back into shadows. Yeah. And currently, you can only really do that with things like Clever Faint and actually playing events to do so. But the beauty of Preston Greenfield First Edition was that uh, once a round, was it? Yeah. I think it was just once a round, 
you could put a King's Guard back into shadows because all certainly in first ed, most of the king there was a whole raft of printed King's Guards that were shadow that were shadow King's Guards. Um, so the idea of having a having a present that you could pop back to shadows is uh, is yeah pretty tasty. I mean they had to restrict it in first ed because of how utterly ubiquitous that card was because <laughs> it was fucking amazing because uh, you essentially brought it out of shadows for nothing. Uh, you could do that pretty much, you know, at the beginning of any phase. And then now, now that shadows, you can bring things out of shadows whenever the hell you like. Things that essentially have shadow zero on them are are even better. I would argue. Yeah, I would than, imagine he wouldn't have shadow zero now. Yeah. I think they've learned that mistake. Uh, yes. Uh, Although, particularly one that can put himself back into shadows. Shadow zero seems mm-hmm. like an issue. Or you, at the very least, don't make him neutral. You know, but, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because that's when everyone has one. But if you have to make him Lannister or whatever, then uh, then you know Lanny could maybe do with a bit of a could could do with a decent card or two. Yeah, yeah. As Boris well, Blunt as well. Boris Blunt. Oh yeah, fuck. Of course. He's the last one of Joffrey's King's Guard. Mm. There was a whole load of uh, there was that kind of like shit bunch of. King's Guards as well, kind of mid first ed, like before the Shadows ones came out. Yeah, they were uh, wank one. Yeah, they were they were terrible. But they all things that came out kind of roughly when the like the White Book agenda came out, yeah. they all kind of worked worked with them, and they were kind of kneeled to give other King's Guards, you know, pluses and stuff because the White Book agenda was all about winning and defense and all that. Um, maybe we'll get a White Book agenda. Yeah. Hooray! Raven <laughs> will be pleased. Yeah, I bet. I nipped onto the uh, the Kingsguard page on a wiki of ice and fire, um, and we have missed one. <sighs> Boris Blunt, Preston Greenfield, Jimmy, um, Mandon Moore. Uh, oh God! No, who was it? Do you want a hint as to which king it served under? Oh shit! Oh. Um. Yeah. Go on. Uh, Aegon the Sixth, as in Young Griff. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> was what? He has one King's Guard. What? That's not like John Connington, is it? No, no he's not. the Hand. That's right. Yeah, I don't know who's his King's Guard then. It's Rolly Duckfield. Oh right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot he was like yeah, little three cost tar character in the first Ed. Yeah. Um, I try to remember what he did, but yeah, Raleigh Duckfield was right. He had a God. naval icon on his power. He did something and, quite good. Uh, while you control a lord or a lady, you can't discard Raleigh from play. That's right. You couldn't get rid of him. He That's was always... immune to bleeds. He was yeah, immune he was... to bleeds. <laughs> well, he was immune to the Mad King. He's immune to the aftermath as well. So yes, was... a, a, a good thing. Oh, well, there you go. So they could all be hitting in this cycle, but the question is, are they going to be any good? Um, so I don't think the card's not <laughs> probably not sh- like probably not, and the and this card's not kind of meta shaking. But the event part of it is uh, is novel. It's just that if you wanted if you want to put that level of control into your deck, um, then you probably want to put a King's Guard alongside it, and you're going to have to possibly choose a suboptimal character to do so at the moment. Yeah, we're going to need a, a fair few good King's Guards that mm. are playable on their own, and this makes really good mm. to for this to see any play. 
And not a six or seven cost or anything, even maybe, or, or if, or if you're running a six, you know, if you're running three copies of this Night of Flowers because you're running Shadows, uh, you're running Tyro Shadows or something like that, then that's one thing. But, you know, a, a neutral, a neutral Kingsguard or two, but uh, like a four cost kind of Mandan Moor or something like that to, that you can, that does something that has some utility on him as well. Um, because this, this shouts control decks. But Kingsguard characters don't shout control to me. No. So, so yeah, interesting in that respect. But still, I keep going back to two cost neutral location. Play the Iron Throne. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. So there you go. I think we ended there. Spoiled. End on your fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good with that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's good. Hopefully, we get some nice new Kingsguards. Yeah, it's true though. That's kind of yeah. That's what it just—it seems odd to put like a something as controlly as that, and then have Kingsguards, which traditionally aren't exactly control character, you know, characters yeah. with control effects themselves. Um, I get thematically, I understand it. I think yeah, it works. It works thematically, but I'm not entirely sure it fits mechanically yet. But we'll see you know, if, if they get any more what they do. Yeah, I guess. I mean, would you put it in like a heavy Martel control deck just to piss off other people playing events? No, you probably wouldn't because it's a fucking two cost location. You've got plenty of them. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I mean, there are decks that you run where you run no events, and there mm-hmm. are plenty of decks which run like lots of events that you could easily be playing multiple events in a phase. Like it's so easy to play Nightmares and Has Judgment and Winter's Coming, and mm-hmm. even before you get to playing Annals or Combo or Sea mm-hmm. of Blood, like. Um, being able to stop uh, Doran's game and something that sets it up, being able to stop multiple copies of Viper's Eyes, being able to stop multiple burn events, mm. you know, uh, being able to stop uh, I Am No One into something else. Like, there's there's loads of, you know, it's fairly common to play two events in one phase. I guess that doesn't I mean, make I mean, this good, but it's not. No, it doesn't. I guess yeah. I guess I you're. I, I guess you're right. I mean, I mean, it makes me think that with this and with uh, Bill of Black Tide around, it kind of increases the potency of nightmares again, a little bit. Yeah. Because fuck, if you're at the beginning of the challenges phase and you're first, and and someone's got this out, or someone's got Bill of Black Tide out or whatever, if you, as long as your first events are nightmares, you're fine. Mm, right? That's true. <laughs> that just neutralizes it for the phase. Or if, I mean. Stark doesn't go that event events heavy unless you're playing like you know three Iron Normans, three Winter is Comings, and and all that stuff. But cheeky fucking you know frozen solid on that kind of sorts that out, and that's a fucking waste of a two cost uh, location. But yeah, it seems to me that Nightmares is uh, is is probably a better call. Um, these these it's never not a bad call, I guess. But um, but if you're def- if you're playing events heavy decks, then I think the chances are. You probably want to now stick a nightmares or two in as well for your uh, stuff to stop this kind of control going on. But who knows? Ah, fuck. Hang on, still there? Yep. Just kicked. Just kicked the laptop. You shouldn't have done. Cool. Right. Well, it's um half past twelve. I better go and pack. Yeah. Good luck. And have fun. And, uh, I will do. I'm going to eat lots of bacon and probably. Uh, other things that Denmark does. Well, Denmark only does bacon and porn, right? That's what Denmark's known for. Denmark and what? Uh, uh, bacon and porn. That's what Den- Den- Denmark's known for. That's why I grew up. Yeah, well, Denmark used to be. Denmark known for porn? Oh, okay. Long time ago, yeah. 
Long time ago, before porn was as uh, ubiquitous as it is now. Ah, okay, fair enough.